Here's the thing. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're gonna hurt some people. Whose car are we gonna take? And welcome. And welcome, everybody. Hey and there. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you just, why did you just yell it again? Well, it's been two weeks. It has been a couple weeks. Hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome to How Have You Not Seen This, a podcast where a husband and wife, which is me, Daniel Carlson. And me, Tracy Carlson. Take turns showing each other movies that the other person hasn't seen yet. Yeah. And uh, two weeks ago, we showed you Private Benjamin. Yep. And Daniel really liked it. I did. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And he really liked Armand Asante's thighs. I did. They're so uh, alluring and hairy. Oh, yes. Mm. Bonjour, monsieur. Armand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a good one. It was and a good movie. We missed last week. Uh, my apologies. When we miss, it is usually my fault. It's always my fault. Because uh, school is school, and I had midterms. And we tried, like, we were really trying to figure out, figure out a way to make it work, and we couldn't. And so... We thought, yeah, that's well, okay. you guys will understand. Yeah, it happens. That's life. Uh, so what's happened in these last two weeks for you? Anything mm. exciting? No. No. I mean, no. you voted. I did vote. I voted for Warren, and I'd do it again. I would, too. I did, too. I did not know. Actually, we didn't talk about who you voted for. Oh, did we not? No. Did I not? Well, it's been a couple weeks. I kind of assumed you voted oh, for Oh, you mean Warren. you and me personally in our, in our lives? We didn't talk about who I voted for. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was assumed. Yeah, I voted for Warren, too, and I would do it again. Yeah. I love that woman till the end of days. You know, my parents growing up were always, like, weirdly, like, protective of, like, not asking who you vote for, you know? No, it's very... My parents are the same way. My dad's like, don't ask me that. That's personal. I think it's, like, a generational thing. I was like, dude, I can just look you know? it up. Because he's like... My parents were like, oh, you know, uh, I voted, but, like, you don't ask somebody. I'm like, I don't need to tell you. I'm like, okay. This is weird. Yeah. I'm 10. Why... I'm not that invested in this conversation. You can just tell me. <laughs> you can just say Reagan. It's fine. Yeah, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Uh, you doing okay with COVID-19? Yeah. I mean, you should. I, you live with me, so I don't have anything to, to report to you that you don't know about. That's true. So, like, I'm, I'm Everybody, all good. Everybody, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Don't touch your face. Don't do handshakes. Um, stay out of big crowds. Just this is basically a uh an antisocial introvert's dream. It's I'm yeah. All Daniel's the, thrilled actually. All the things they suggest to do are things that I want to do already. Except They're like, wash hey, your hands. You should self isolate. I'm like, that sounds like <laughs> a perfect weekend to me. And I rolled right over your comment by hand washing because it's true. I don't always wash my hands, and now I'm washing them a lot more and more thoroughly. Good. But all the other stuff about like staying home, staying inside, not talking to people, that all sounds fucking amazing. That's how I want to live my life. Oh, okay. Well, not all the time, but more than some people. I'm just glad that people that I know are taking precautions. I'm sad that people that I don't know are not, but what are you going to do? This could be the end. And if it is, yeah. Podcast. What? If it is podcast? Yeah. Make a podcast. Oh, yeah. Make you a know. podcast about it. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, so, this week, we watched another movie, because that's what we do on this show. That's what we do. I wanted to get our business out of the way. That's true. Oh, yeah. We don't, I don't think we have any more business. We've been gone for two weeks. We do. 
Yeah, it will surprise nobody to learn that I've done nothing of import in the past two weeks. So it's me. You were very supportive of me and all of my. I was studying all your studying, all your all your book learning, and that happened too. But yeah, so uh, so we watched a movie this week. This week we watched 2010's The Town. The Town, starring and directed by Ben Affleck, written by. And uh, did he do the writing too? Mm -hmm, With two other guys. That guy, triple threat. This dude. Um, so yeah, we watched The Town, which I had seen, and Tracy had not seen. Which is how this podcast works. Yeah, I mean, you get it. I was just explaining to you who'd seen it and not seen it this week, but like the concept, it's pretty down. So yeah, so you had not seen The Town. No. So, how come? I didn't want to see it. Okay. (laughs) Feedback I could have used before we watched the movie. No, I'm glad we watched it. It was fine. Uh, it was just like at the, when it came out, I was like, yeah, all right. Like, I, okay. Who gives a shit? Right. I, I just didn't give a shit. Right. I'm not trying to, there's really, I wish that I could give some sort of metaphysical philosophical Mm -hmm. answer or whatever, but I just didn't give a shit. And I I also didn't have a lot of faith in, uh, Blake Lively's acting abilities. Sure. Uh, Which I'll so... bring up early early today. You said this too. We were about to watch the town, and you're like, "Wait, is this the one with Blake Lively?" And that's correct. She's in it. But if I had to describe this movie to somebody <laughs> and say what it's about and who's in it, Blake Lively's name would not appear in the first three to four paragraphs of my description. You know, I think I, I th- if I remember correctly, when this came out, this was one of, and you can check me on this. This was one of oh, her first. Oh, I'm gonna. Okay, sassafras. (laughs) Maybe too much. This was one of her first, like, movies. I'm not talking about Sisterhood of the Traveling Britches or whatever, but... um, it's You clearly know that it's pants. I know. You know that it's pants. It's not britches. (laughs) Don't cross me. (laughs) You tickled me on camera, on microphone. Yes, on camera. Britches. The dog came out. I've never seen a Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movie. Uh, Neither have I. So, like, it's one pair of pants they all wear? I don't know. That's and the it, gimmick? It, mag- it magically fits, fits them their, all, Fits I think. all their butts? I don't know. That's an amazing I, I premise. I genuinely don't care. That's an amazing premise for but a movie. But I think this was supposed to be like her first big girl movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. she's like 12. She's super um, young. She is five years younger than me. <clears throat> she was born in August of 87. Okay. So then it would be 10 years ago. No, yeah, you're right. By the way, I just want to, cor- I just want to say you are correct. Uh, she did The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants in 2005. She was in Accepted with Justin Long and, and oh yeah, that was cute. And Jonah Hill in two thousand six. That was a really cute movie. It really is. My roommate, uh, my old roommate at Glenn, used to watch it all. No, the that time. was a really cute movie. I like that movie there's a lot. A, there's a pretty lady in it. He bought her a camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Sister of the Traveling Pants two. She did some other stuff, and then New York, I Love You, and then yeah, The Town in twenty ten was like her first like you know adult looking movie. Yeah, really. it was her so, like yeah. And and I remember them. I remember uh, critics talking about it and stuff, and they were all like, "Hey, Blake Lively, mm-hmm. she can actually act." Okay, sure, but I shouldn't care. And I think I was like anti Ben Affleck right then. I don't know. We've all had a rough uh, emotional ride with him. Ben Affleck has broken my heart several times. He's broken everybody's heart several times. <laughs> uh, so no, okay. Uh, the town. I genuinely, it was one of those just like. I really don't go see a lot of movies. I see them when they're on TV, and especially mm-hmm. Married to You now, I really don't. I just really don't go see movies yeah. unless it's something like 
ultra spectacular. Yeah, it's got to really kind of get us out of the house. And I've talked with friends about this too. Like, there used to be when you and I were growing up, such a marked difference in what the quality of what you could see in terms of, like the presentation. I went to from, the movies all the time. When me I was too. Young. I grew. I went all the time. But now that TVs and you know Blu-rays and speakers are so good at home, it's like as good as you're gonna see it in the theater. Yeah. Just at your house. For a fraction of the cost, like three months later, and honestly, I'm like, I'd rather just do that. You yeah, know? yeah. So it, you know, you don't have to wait a year for a VHS that's going to be like cropped or painted, scanned on your like yeah. tiny TV in the corner of your room. You're like, you're watching a big screen. You're like, this is kind of like being at the movies already. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'd rather usually just wait. So so that's why I hadn't seen it. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, 2010, we did see some movies that year. 2010 was also the year of Inception. So <sighs> quite quite the year. We saw that one a lot. We did. We did see Inception quite a bit. We saw it in theaters, loved it, and then it, like HBO got it, and then we we're like, "That's well, like, let's watch Inception every again. day." I've seen Inception a lot. That um, one in uh, uh, the Social Network. Yeah. Oh, totally. I've oh seen my god. Like forty times. And those are both really good movies, but I've seen those movies more than movies I actually love. <laughs> like, and I don't hate Inception or Social Network. They're really good movies. I like them, but I wouldn't call them like, "Oh, this is like Bomb. one of my favorite movies." But I've seen them so much. So, so that makes sense about why you haven't seen the town. I'll I'll just do a, little, a real quick recap, of just like for folks to remember what the plot is about. The town stars Ben Affleck it and stars everyone, Jeremy Renner, and a couple other dudes. They play a crew of bank robbers in the Charlestown neighborhood of Boston. They commit a few heists, and it's about the the tension and the problems they have starting after the first heist of the movie, where they wind up taking a temporary hostage and then decide they need to keep track of her to make sure that she does not later reveal more information about them. And Ben Affleck decides to keep an eye on her and winds up developing a relationship with her. So tension from there. And while this is all happening, the FBI led by John Hamm continue to investigate the bank robberies and try and pursue Ben Affleck and his crew of dudes. So that's uh that's basically it. That's, yeah. the, that's the town. And it's got a, a super stacked cast, uh, like Tracy was saying. I mean, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner as two of the robbers. John Hamm as the FBI guy. The other FBI guy is Titus Welliver. Pete Postlethwaite is the local... Love him. Uh, ...gangster head guy. And then uh, in a one-scene little supporting role, Chris Cooper... Oh, my as God. ...as Ben Affleck's dad, a criminal who's now in prison. Um, and just tons of recognizable faces and yes. actors and stuff from the from the late aughts. And early teens. So that's the town. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, what did you think? Um, I uh, I found myself check like wondering how much time there was left. Mm-hmm. Quite a few times. That's not always a great sign. No, some would say that's a bad sign. Yes, I did not dislike it. I liked. I liked. I thought it was. I hmm. I thought it was extraordinarily predictable. I thought it was Ben Affleck being like, I write Boston really well, so I'm going to, you know, do Boston. I can do my regular accent and all that. And I don't know. Um, Daniel said I was not allowed to do the entire podcast in my Boston accent, so I won't. (laughs) Um, No, I was able to just be like, well, now this is going to happen. Well, now this is going to happen. Well, clearly this is going to happen. And so that can be a little, I think that can be a little tiring. You're like, okay, let's just move it along. Sure, sure. Ben Affleck is criminally charming and Mm -hmm. handsome. Like, it's like not real 
how yeah. and they had like this totally 100 percent gratuitous scene of him working out where i was like yeah and like not just like working out like oh starting his day he's doing pull-ups and it's like dramatically lit from above dramatically lit like like highlighting every single muscle no existed he like dehydrated for a day before the shoot and was just looking cut as all get out yeah yeah i mean it was mm. you get it but uh i thought that Blake Lively was spectacular. She plays the uh, drug-addicted ex... Okay, so Ben Affleck is... Ben Affleck's dad goes away to prison for, like, five lifetimes, it sounds yeah, like Yeah, a, a, a long time, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Life five mm-hmm. times or something. And he doesn't have a mother because she left when he was six. And he thought she just left. And he find you find out later that she actually was just like the girl that he... Mm-hmm had dated just a coke addicted just a young young woman baby who had a baby too young who had and, a baby too young and she fucking hung herself mm-hmm. she and had hooked on drugs and killed herself his dad didn't want to tell him so he like let him like think he was gonna go find her it was really heartbreaking i mean it was really fucking heartbreaking that scene yeah when patty um Pete Postlethwaite. Pete Postlethwaite. Yeah, I was going to say Patty Constantine. It's because I'm thinking of The Closer. I mean, The Outsider. I don't know what's happening. You got it. Um, We're all back. We're all back. (laughs) We're all here here together. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he gets taken in by Jeremy Renner's family. And his little... Jeremy Renner's little sister is Blake Lively. And in his bad years, I'm doing quotes. um, You can all see the quotes. I Yeah, in his bad years... Benny was uh was hooked up with her and then he got cleaned up and didn't want to do that anymore but she still does did anyway she yeah. just she acted uh the role of a young woman uh addicted to oxy and cocaine like really well mm-hmm. and I got to give her major props for that cuz it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um her character is also a young mom who also does like drug mule stuff to like yes. pay for her habits. She does oxy drug mule yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. I thought that was great. Jeremy Renner, I get kind of tired. He Jeremy Renner is really good at being a bad guy, but I feel like he's always the same bad guy. I don't know if any of you have seen the incredible film SWAT. Uh, You're either SWAT or you're not. Which unfortunately, fortunately, I've seen like 40 times as well. It is a weird movie because it it has the TV show inside the movie. I've watched it. Like what's real? Too many times. The people in the movie, the characters, at one point sing the theme song of the show. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, how is, what the fuck's happening? I don't know. Whatever. But I love that movie. And Jeremy Renner plays the exact same bad guy in that movie where he's just like, I'll fucking kill anybody. I don't care. I did get this like super strong Joe Pesci vibe off of him um, in this movie. Did you get like a, a Pesci vibe? Yeah. Mega? He's, he's, that's the thing. Jeremy Renner's character. He's like the little guy who's the little guy who's going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Uh, Affleck's character is a bank robber and former drug addict, now sober. And a guy clearly willing to do bad, immoral stuff, but to justify, he justifies it by like the 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 ends that he achieves, and he's he's not willing to cross certain lines. Yeah, he doesn't want to hurt people that don't need it. Doesn't want to, you know, take people hostage or, or kill anybody. He doesn't want to do these things. Whereas Jeremy Renner is the Pesci of this. Like he is, there's no boundary he won't cross. He'll stab you with a pen. Like the re, uh, Jeremy Renner's character spent nine years in prison before the start of this story because 
he killed a guy who was threatening Affleck. Yeah. And he just came over and murdered him. Just yeah. straight murdered him. And did the nine years and then came out like and he's he hasn't changed at all. Nope. Like at one point he and Affleck go over to terrorize a couple of guys that they want to and they terrorize him and then they're done. They're leaving. And then Renner pulls his mask off, having already shot the guy unnecessarily in the leg, and shows him his face and says, I'm showing you my face to show you how serious I am. I don't care what you tell the cops, I will come back and kill you. Yeah. Like it's he is insane in it's, this. It's, but he does a really good job at intense. it. Yeah. It's um it's one of those movies about and and I've and you can't help but get a good a goodwill hunting vibe off this. Sorry, Ben, but you I mean, I feel like he was trying to recapture a little bit of the of the goodwill hunting, the whole um except there they were southie. Look, you're my best friend, so don't take this the wrong way. In twenty years, if you're still living here, coming over to my house to watch the Patriots game, still working construction, I'll fucking kill you. That's not a threat. What? That's a fact. I'll fucking kill you. What the fuck are you talking about? Look, you got something none of us have. Oh, come on. Why, why is it always this? I mean, I fucking owe it to myself to do this or that. What if I don't no, want to? No, 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 no. Fuck you. You don't owe it to yourself. You owe it to me. Because tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'll be 50. And I'll still be doing this shit. That's all right. That's fine. I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. You're too much of a pussy to cash it in. And that's bullshit. Because I'd do fucking anything to have what you got. So would any of these fucking guys. It'd be an insult to watch if you're still here in 20 years. Hanging around here is a fucking waste of your time. But um, yeah. that, that vibe of this is the old neighborhood, you grew up here, you know, you you do your time, you know, we all stick together, nobody, nobody rats, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, I don't know what that's like um you don't know what that's like it's yeah. it's a whole different world and john ham is brilliant in this like he's mean as fuck but he's also brilliant because he knows all of the plays yeah. he's like i know what you guys are like i know how this thing works and i'm glad you mentioned that because i thought that was cool too like john ham plays the fbi agent who's leading the task force to chase down Affleck's team of robbers and they're handling all these other robbery cases and stuff in the area. And it's cool that John Hamm's role is a dick as well as a law enforcement guy. He's yeah. not some like noble hero. He's not some like scruffy good guy trying to like make things right. He is an asshole yeah. to all these people. He's clearly manipulative and abusive. He puts uh, Blake Lively's character in a corner to get info from her on Ben Affleck's people, like, and he's just kind of a jerk. Yeah. Which I thought was actually really interesting, and I liked, too, because this was one of John Hamm's first movie movies yeah. of his, you know, modern career, because this is 2010, so this is three years into the run of Mad Men. Mm -hmm. This is when he's starting to show up in movies for the first time, mm -hmm. because he comes out of nowhere, and Mad Men just blows out of the water and becomes John Hamm. <sighs> so, like, he, he does um, The Town in 2010. The next year, he was in Bridesmaids. Like, he starts to do more stuff, and that's when you see him more on things like <laughs> 30 Rock and more movies and TV. And now, I mean, he's, he's everywhere. But once he broke in Mad Men, they are like, we got to get this guy in some fucking other stuff. And yeah. The Town was one of the first things in that first wave post-Mad Men fame, post the launch of Mad Men, I should say, that, like, got him out there. And I thought it was cool that he was... Like, yeah, I'll be a dick FBI agent in this. It's a really interesting character. And he really was. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that um, Titus... Titus Welliver. Welliver. I wanted to call him Titus Willoughby. 
Um, Titus it's basically the same name. Williver, um, well, it's Willoughby's from Sense and Sensibility. Sensibility. Was his name Titus Willoughby? No, I just oh. it just sounded good. Titus Willoughby, um plays his partner, and his not secret, but it feels like a dark secret, is that he is from Charlestown, and uh, he knows all these guys. He came up with all these guys, and there's a part where Ben Affleck's like, "I know you. I, you know, I know what you. I yeah. know who. I know who you are. I know who you are." And uh, he's like, "People call you. A, people may call you a rat. Mm-hmm. I call you Dago, whatever his name was." And he's yeah. like, "We took you in. We Which let is you." Not, don't say that to your kids. Don't say that to but your yeah. kids. It's yeah. an it's a slur. Yeah. An Italian it's slur yeah. against Italian people. Yeah. Which you see a lot more, I think, up in the East. You see a lot more of the Italian, mm-hmm. Irish. You don't yeah. see that down here in the South. We're like, no. you're Irish? That's cool. You have an accent. Mm-hmm. We're not like, go live in your yeah. neighborhood. Like, down mm-hmm. here, it's it's how brown are you? Mm-hmm. And that's Down here, terrible. we're racist in a different way. We're racist in a different way. And you know what? Everyone has their own way of being racist. And there's no wrong way. Wait, yeah, that's not right. There it is. You got it. Okay. You figured it out. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, it's up up there. They're still racist against, you know, the Irish hate the Italians and mm-hmm. this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like he played it like he was, oh, fuck, um, like he uh, was betraying Yes. Uh, these people. Mm-hmm. And he never said it, and he never yeah. did anything to help them. But I still feel like he—he he is such a good yeah, actor. For those of you actor. who don't know who the name, um, he was—he played the bad guy in Lost, and he also was on—he's the star of Bosch on Amazon, and he's a fantastic actor. And I just—that's the feeling that yeah. I got. No, he's a really good performer, and that's one of the things that I like about the movie is it's got such a stacked cast, like way down the bench, like they're all really good yes Titus Welliver only gets a handful of scenes honestly and most of them he's talking to John Hamm that confrontation with Ben Affleck is one of the few ones that actually lets him have a little bit of solo screen time yes he just does such a good job yes yeah he's great it's interesting too that uh I've you know I was thinking about the Blake Lively thing going back a couple couple paragraphs the first time I saw this I remember being kind of skeeved out by the age difference between Ben Affleck and Blake Lively. That's the other thing because, I remember hearing. Because Ben Affleck's character in this, you know, again, Blake Lively plays the younger sister of Jeremy Renner's character. And so Affleck and Lively used to be together in this, but now they aren't anymore. She's got a kid that's not his, but she's got a kid that's like, you know, four, three or four she years old. She says it's his, but it's yeah. not. But they've got a history together from, from way back. But Ben Affleck was born in 1972. And Blake Lively was born in 1987, so there's a 15-year age difference. So when they get together, and I mean they 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 hook up in the first scene, we really see them together, and like he, they run into each other at a bar, and they sex. Yeah, that's what that's what that means. And I remember watching that in the theaters and thinking, this is weird that like she's that she she's that young and he's that old, and they have like a lengthy history. Like the age gap felt weird to me and still does it that wasn't the age gap in the movie though no it doesn't but like but the age gap in real life made it hard for me to like buy into the age gap in the movie i I take you back again to the film where jennifer garner played kevin Kevin costner's wife yeah exactly i'm like fuck you hollywood i mean really now then um the the other the main relationship in this movie is between ben affleck and rebecca hall rebecca hall plays the witness at the opening bank heist that is 
kidnapped as a temporary hostage that then Ben Affleck keeps an eye on throughout the movie that develops a relationship with and falls in love with. And they they only <laughs> only have a ten year age difference, <laughs> but uh, I think because she she acts older and looks older, it feels a bit more believable. Yeah, Rebecca Hall started for ten. That was her first movie, two thousand six. I've been a fan of Rebecca Hall's since two thousand six. Starter for ten. If it, you haven't seen it, we I know we plug it all the time. It's great. You really got to see it. She's great. I feel like she should be more famous because she's a really good actress and she's pretty. You know who got her? You know who's not cred, but who's got her? Um, who's taking that spot for her? Uh, yeah, is um, uh, Haley Atwell. Haley, not Atwell. No, Haley, oh no, from uh, from, uh, yeah, yes, Haley. What is it, Haley from uh, from? Uh, yep, yep, yep. Marvel, Marvel mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Captain America. Yep. <laughs> uh, Agent Carter. Yeah. Hold on. Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, Haley Atwell, you were right. You know what? Fuck you. you I was right. You, ch- I didn't say you were wrong. You said Haley Atwell. Then you said no. And so no, I thought Haley maybe... Atwell, okay. because you were doing your whole... No, I wasn't. I was not. No, I was with you. I was supporting you the whole time. Mm. Haley Atwell, also very pretty. But no, Rebecca Hall's great. And she's great in Starter for 10. Like the year after Starter for 10, she's in the prestige. So she like instantly gets like major roles. I can't explain it. Um... Maybe we only have room for one brunette British import, British import. at a time. Yep. And I will say Maybe one uh, has to kill the other and then they can take over. I did. She did drop her her accent was not good. I mean, her accent was so she's Boston, but she she's not from Boston. Yeah, she's, there was a lot of stuff that I feel like was not really well explained in this movie. Yeah, and she's she's kind playing, of annoyed me. She's playing an uh an out of towner who who lives in Boston and is is upper class. There is a brief scene where she and Affleck are on a date early on where he explains to her this local slang that was hurled at her about what, you know, toony versus towny, meaning like you're an upper class person, you're not from Boston, you're not from the area and from the neighborhood. And I think they put that in to explain the difference in her speech and accent. She had like a non, um, she had like an American accent. Yeah, she had that very middle of the road, just like nondescript American accent from, that you get sometimes in, in imports yeah, and um, she, from Britain. She'd let it slide a little bit and we were a like, she about, 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 and about. I wonder too, because as I was looking this up to, to watch today, you know, when I was on looking on the, the fire TV and it brought up the results for the town, there were two results next to each other. One was the town, and the next to that was one I didn't know existed, an extended cut, which oh. I didn't know that they'd, they'd released on home video, which made sense. There's like an extra 20 to 30 minutes in that, and I wonder if that would actually help because there are some moments in this where it definitely feels like some story is missing yeah, and some connective tissue is missing, and I yeah. think that that I – th- I still think the final product is really good. But I think yeah. I think it's missing some moments here and there. I will let you watch the extra twenty yeah. to thirty minutes on your own because so not I. It's not that I'm not no, a no, fan. No. It's just just wasn't for you. No, it's not that. It, I mean, okay. I just this is not a movie that I'm going to be like, oh my god, I got to put in the town and sure, watch sure, it sure. because I know that he's not going to get the girl. I know that all his friends are going to die. I sure. know that. You know, they had it set up that way. They yeah. even set Jeremy Renner even said that he was going to die like that. And yeah. and you've had 10 years to see it. Don't give me that shit. You know, this thing goes right. Could be your turn to step away, too. Yeah, sure. What am I going to do, Dougie? Huh? Go down to Margaritaville? Drag half a yard far from bar stools? Do me a favor. 
the weight of this thing. Pack a parachute, at least. You know the funniest thing about being in prison? Guys pretending that they want to get out. I can't do any more time, doggy. So if we get jammed up, we'll hold them caught on the street. I think that this movie was made up of small moments that got me as opposed to being a great movie where I was like, yes. I totally agree with that. I think it's a really solid movie and I think I might like the ultimate product a bit more than you, but I think that its strengths are in some little moments. I think it's really well acted and there's some really solid filmmaking in there. Yeah. I think that there are three main action set pieces that anchor it. There's a, a heist at the beginning where they take Rebecca Hall hostage briefly there's a, a heist in the middle um, where things go sour and because things just go worse out for them throughout the movie. They're robbers. It's not going to go well. And there's there's the finale heist at Fenway. So these three main action set pieces. And I think Affleck does a really good job directing them like they're tense and interesting. Like that opening heist, I think, is a really, really good opening scene. Like it's really suspenseful. Yeah. It's a really good sequence. Oh, uh, in a random, I mean. Oh, Victor Garber is the bank Victor Garber, just as guy. the assistant bank manager. Uh-huh just randomly thrown in there. Yeah. I was like, Victor Gar, why are Good you work. here? Good work for a day. Why are you here, Victor Garber? He's, he's, he could he could commute down from New York. He's why there for a day. Why are using Spy Daddy it's in a way that he easy should money. be used? Easy money. What's Spy, he going to do? Spy Daddy. So. Let's all watch Alias Oh, and hey, there's again. a connection. Jennifer Garner and the... Yeah. Oh, weird. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, so I think it's I think there's some good directing. Well, and also some good... Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. Oh. I know that's what I was doing the Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck thing. That's what well, I, was I was doing the Jennifer Garner and Spy Daddy thing. Yeah, I know because I was saying, but the Spy Stop Daddy. Really... Okay. Anyway, were so... they still married? They were still married back then. Uh, they weren't divorced. They were together. Yeah. Just anyway. So anyway, what I was gonna he really say... screwed that one up, Benny. He did, dude. She's it's Jennifer I mean, Garner, it's man. Jennifer fucking Garner, dude. You hold on to that one. You don't cheat She's on Miss Jennifer America. Garner. She's America's everything. She's great, man. Anyway. Yeah. So there's some really good filmmaking in those moments. I also loved, I think it's uh, really well acted and there's some really good scenes between a lot of the characters. And I think Affleck does a good job capturing those performances and even doing some really good filmmaking there. Like there's one moment like Affleck's character is sober. He's no longer, no longer drinks or does drugs. And one night he goes to like a, a meeting, it's either AA or NA. And as he's walking through the neighborhood to get there, the audio is the overlapping testimonials and conversations people are having at the meeting. Yes. As he's walking there and walks in, and then as he gets closer to the meeting, one person's voice kind of takes over, and that's the one you hear as he walks in, and then another guy keeps talking. We to meet here today, growing up in Charlestown, in, in um, you know, a small knit community. We took care of each other. We Protected. My friends were really like my family. I done when I'm out there, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I learned these things. Seven know. years went by, and I'd watch Christmas, birthdays. I didn't know what my son looked well, like. Make a fast buck if we had to. That progressed into um, getting arrested and uh, mm-hmm. the struggle that you have within yourself, the loss. You know what I mean. The, the disappointment in yourself, the anger that turns into disappointment, the despair. It's like the guy sitting in the bar and the police walks in, pulls up a chair, the guy says, hey, wait a minute. He says, I hate to tell you this, don't waste your time, but I happen to know there's no God. The police says, yeah, how's that? The guy says, uh, I was an explorer in the North Pole. I got caught in a blinding storm once, freezing. I was blinded, freezing to death, and I prayed, if there's a God, save me now. 
Now, God didn't come. The priest says, you know, how's that? I says, you're alive. He must have saved me. He said, no, God never showed up. An Eskimo came along, took me back to his camp and saved me. That's Janice. She's my wife, and she's sitting right there. She's my Eskimo. And it's really pretty and evocative filmmaking of the guy who clearly is, like, wanting to capture this certain character or perspective of yes. this neighborhood and these people. And it felt very respectful and considerate yes. of these lives. And it's just, it's, it's the whole sequence I'm talking about is only, it can't be a minute long tops, maybe a minute and a half. It's not long, but it's, it's just really great, great filmmaking. I thought. Yeah. So there's little moments like that throughout. Um, again, like Chris Cooper's one scene um, as his dad, that he goes to visit in prison. They have some good, Moments between them, that yep. father-son, that dynamic there. Um, the scene with... Um, Pete Postlethwaite. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> the scene with Pete Postlethwaite, um, where he just says, he's such a chameleon. Uh, I think of him in Romeo and Juliet. Oh my God, he's so good. Um, uh, he has this you know thick Irish accent, mm-hmm. and he talks about castrating, mm-hmm. gelding a horse, and uh, talks about what he did to Ben Affleck's dad, and mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, okay. I mean, and it's uh, what he's saying is terrible, but the emotional effect that it's having on Ben Affleck's character is really powerful. Yeah, and I mean, it just it hurts because that's what that's the moment where Postlethwaite, who plays the florist, this local, I think Fergie's his name, Fergie, this local yeah. crime boss is telling him, he's like, listen, I'll clip your wings like I clipped your dad's. You can geld a horse with a knife or with chemicals. I did it to your dad the chemical way because I got your mom hooked on some smack and then she hung herself. So don't talk to me about who runs what. Yeah. And like Affleck's just in rage and also holding it back. Like it's just, it's great. Affleck does some really good acting in this. He does some very, very good acting. There's this great moment where he and Rebecca Hall have the meet cute in the laundromat because he's sent himself to follow her, giving himself the task of keeping an eye on her to make sure she's going to be okay. Well, and not, because not Jeremy Renner wanted yeah. to kill her. Yeah, Jeremy Renner wanted to kill her. Rape like, her and kill yeah. her. He's like, no, I'll keep an eye on her and make sure she doesn't do anything and, and go to the cops or anything. So he's keeping an eye on her in the laundromat. They wind up talking and, and having a little meet cute. And at one point, he's like looking at her and kind of giving her a nice little smile, you know, trying to be charming and stuff. And she looks away and the smile goes away. And when she looks back, the smile comes back. And he plays it in the moment as this guy who is who, who is aware of what he's doing and aware that he is putting on a front and an effect to get close to this person for duplicitous reasons mm-hmm. that she doesn't expect. And you can see his knowledge and the emotion he feels about that on his face. Mm-hmm. Just little stuff. Like he's for all his personal issues and, and stuff that's happened in his life that have made him the subject of so many tabloid articles and, and profiles and internet discussions. He's a really, really strong performer. I think mm-hmm, he's a really mm-hmm. good a- he's a really good actor. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a really good director. I think this is a really well directed movie. This is only his second movie. Yeah, no, I think I think Ben Affleck is a great director and I think he's getting mm-hmm. better with age. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Argo was Yeah, Argo was great. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta find you gotta find the the scene in Thirty Rock when he's like, "Argo, yeah, I'll find it." You're yelling at me because I'm Liz Lemon. My parents spent the money they saved up for my wedding on a PT cruiser. I have been sure for a long time that this was never gonna happen, and I was fine with it. Ergo, it couldn't matter. Ergo, Affleck's finally gonna get that Oscar. 
Affleck's gonna get that Oscar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, like this is only his second movie. Just to, his first movie was Gone Baby Gone in two thousand seven, which is also good, and I think I might wind up showing you at some point. Okay. Because it's a crime story based on a Dennis Lehane novel. Oh, I'd it love it. Stars Dennis his Lehane. brother Casey Affleck and uh, Michelle Monaghan, and lots of other people. Good movie, really good movie. Uh, and so this was only his second movie, and like it's very, very strongly directed, especially the action. And then his third one was Argo 2012, just two years after that, which then got huge notices and won Oscars and stuff. Mm-hmm. After that, he directed Live by Night in 2016, which did not get well-received. It was a, a similar kind of mid-century crime story that did not go over well. And I've, I've heard that it was like troubled production and... You know, a lot of issues there. And I think it's interesting that that tracks with his growing involvement in the DC franchise as Batman for a few years. Oh, Jesus Christ. I forgot about that. Because to a certain degree, not to the same degree, because it wasn't like an 11-year run that, that Downey had as Iron Man. But it's impossible not to notice the good and interesting work Ben Affleck was doing as a writer and director and performer that then goes away because he's Batman for a few years. And then now has a chance to come back. Uh, just this weekend, actually, his new movie, The Way Back, came out. Oh. plays the basketball coach. And oh, I, yeah. I've heard it's really good, and he gives a really good performance in it. I read about and that. And I, I, I've seen, seen several critics say that, and I'm sure he does, and I'm sure it is really solid. And it's because he's getting to do other work again. His uh, work. Well, he's getting to do his work. And, and, and I don't I, – I totally understand – being Batman for massive paychecks, uh, you know, I totally get the appeal yeah. of being Iron, being Iron Man for massive paychecks. But it's no surprise that Robert Downey Jr. had his career come back and was doing really interesting things. And then from 2008 to 2019, didn't really do anything interesting or good because he was either Iron Man all the time or other little side projects that were not well received or seemed almost rushed. Like, it seems like Ben Affleck was just, like, rushed to do Live by Night because he could go back to being Batman. Like, there was just so much stuff in his way. And so I'm glad that he's not Batman anymore, that he can go back to doing some other stuff. Because he's clearly a talented filmmaker and performer. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to see more stuff that he does. Yeah. I'd love for his brother to not be a misogynist. So maybe I won't show you Gone Baby Gone because it stars Casey Affleck. No, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm just saying I'm not a Casey Affleck fan. Sure, yeah. The I wonder, God, I really, I would love to dig into the Affleck family. I'd love to be Ben's therapist and be like, tell me what it was like growing up in the Affleck house. In, yeah. Did they grow up in Southie? No, they grew up in Cambridge. Okay, in Cambridge and find out what what was your family life like? Because you guys are not good with the women and um, there's got to be something going on there. Yeah, that's actually interesting. Um, he grew he grew up in Cambridge and had actually not really done much of with Charlestown before this movie. Mm-hmm. So he and uh, I'm reading this from Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia and its aggregated sources. Uh, Affleck and uh, a high school classmate of his, Aaron Stockard, got together working on the script traveled to the area to do some, do some research. They interviewed a lot of people in the Charlestown community, as well as members of the FBI's Violent Crimes Task Force in Boston. Snap. So he did a lot of like on-the-ground research. That's so cool. He's familiar with Cambridge and Boston, but not this particular neighborhood, but he did put the time in. And that clearly shows well, the Well, I told product. you yeah. it came across as yeah. real. Like I was oh, like, yeah. oh, is this based on a real story? Or is this mm-hmm. based on something real? And you were like, no. You're like, no, no, it's based on it's based on a novel that's inspired by real life because yeah. it's based on a novel from 2004 by Chuck Hogan called Prince of Thieves, which we've discussed. Is a stupid name. I'm sorry, man. It's it's the name of the Robin Hood taken. movie. It's the name of the Robin Hood movie. Very bad, very bad. Another bad uh, accent. 
Yeah, Cut Kevin Costner's <laughs> Kevin Costner's accent in that is not good. It's been taken by the Robin Hood movie, so it's not a phrase you can just recycle willy nilly. So I'm glad they called this movie the town. But anyway, they should have called it willy nilly. There it is. Uh, yeah, it's based on Chuck Hogan's novel, but Chuck Hogan was inspired by reports of how many bank robbers and bank robberies were concentrated in this one neighborhood in Boston. Jesus. So he drew from that to write the novel. Um, and interestingly, the uh, the novel was originally uh, had Adrian Lyne attached to to direct um, the remake of Lolita. Didn't he do Nine and a Half Weeks too? Adrian Lyne, super. Anyway. I'm just shaking my head at you like... You don't know Adrian Lyne? No, I don't know Adrian uh, Lyne. Uh, didn't he do Unfaithful? Have you seen Nine and a Half Weeks? I think he did Unfaithful, too. <laughs> Have you seen Unfaithful? Do yourself a favor. Do See yourself Unfaithful. a favor. You found See Diane Unfaithful. Lane's beach house on Google Earth or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, Andrew, there you are. you got to come over to my house after school. I have something crazy to show you. Oh, my God. You found Diane Lane's beach house on Google Maps? What? Who? Diane Lane. Nick, do yourself a favor and see Unfaithful. Yes, it's sexy, but it's got a real story and it is beautifully shot. You see, her lover has this law. Andrew, just come over. No, but uh, have you seen Nine and a Half Weeks? No, I just know of it. Oh, I don't know if that's appropriate for me to show you on right. for this podcast. Am I old enough to see Nine and a Half Weeks? I think you're old enough to see it. I just don't know if... Uh, I don't know if it's... That'd um, be interesting to talk about in detail. I to talk about. Right. <laughs> oh, my. I remember uh, the first time I saw it, I was like, I feel funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Adrian Lyne was originally tasked to do this, um, brought in some other dudes to work on the script. Uh, after that, though, uh, because of the success of Gone Baby Gone, uh, which is set in the area based on a Dennis Lehane novel and mm-hmm. was received really well, they were like, let Ben Affleck bring that guy in. He clearly knows what he's doing yeah. with crime stories set in Boston. Yeah. Um, and it, it worked, too, because... The, Work with what you know. The budget was $37 million. Domestically, it made ninety two. All right. And then worldwide, a total of 154. Like, it was a hit. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy Renner got supporting actor nominations from the Oscars, the Globes, the Screen Actors Guild, the National Society of Film Critics, lots of others. Well-deserved. Yeah, it, it really pushed his career up up a level. Well-deserved. Um, and yeah, the movie was was really well-received by, by critics and, and yeah. audiences. Like, it made a lot of money. People liked it. And it definitely put Affleck on that path because, again, two years later, Argo comes out and he, he was winning Best Picture Oscars. Yeah. You so. and I did see that in the theater. Argo? Yeah. Yeah, we did see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We liked so, it. A yeah, it's lot. a good one. Uh yeah, no, I, I did not dislike it. I, I liked it. It was um it had, like I said, it had the moments that made mm-hmm. uh that were really good. Um I would have liked to know more about the other two guys. They were just these guys and I was like, Hey Yeah, that's interesting. There's a you're definitely onto something because the crew of four people I is usually am. Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner and two dudes. Uh, there's chubby dude who at least gets some lines. And he can drive. And then there's skinny dude who hacks the alarms of the banks and gets like four words on screen. Yeah, and he's the reason they get caught. Yeah, because they realize it's an inside job. They get onto this guy, track the crew, and skinny guy is like the first one to die in the finale battle too. Like, he gets no dialogue. And I, I mean... I wonder if that's also like a budgetary thing because the budget is lower. Well, he got he got some he got dialogue. Yeah, but like you're like listen, let's. He wasn't an extra for. He God's wasn't an extra, but no, he's a guy that they can pay very little. Yeah, and be like you're nobody. Say a few words, and then we're gonna move on. But I I, I did think you're you're right, like because the crew is for people, but it really is just that relationship between Affleck and Renner. They're the two guys. Might as well just be filler. 
Like they bring nothing. They don't even really bring comic relief or or color commentary or anything. They don't bring any um, attitude yeah, or atmosphere. There is literally one moment of comic relief. In yeah, this. it is. Yeah, uh, the Lindas. The Lindas, which yeah. yeah. In the cash room. Arnold Washington, you live at 311 Hazes Street in Quincy with a wife named Linda and three small dogs. Do not make a distress call. Also in the cash room, Martin Previtt. You live at 27 Counting Lane, Randolph. Wife, also Linda. Martin, the Lindas want you to open this door. We have men outside your home. That's literally the only funny moment in the entire movie. Yeah. So uh, um, I, I do think you're right. And I, th- I think I think we're on the same page. Like I said earlier, I might like the final product more, but I think we are definitely in agreement that it's more a movie of like some really good moments and ideas that, that sometimes come together and sometimes we're like, okay, we could we could move forward from this a little more. Yeah. So they never explain her in the garden. Like, what the fuck is that? The community like, garden one day she works she's in. She's just in the community garden. Yeah. You're like, um That's where they were earlier when they were on one of their dates. No, I know, but like yeah. they don't explain it at all. They yeah. don't say she's not like, This is the garden where I work and I blah blah blah. Like yeah, she like, just I don't know. No, I, I'm totally with you because she talks about earlier when she works at the bank, she says, I volunteer at the boy, Boys and Girls Club right. and stuff. And so I'm like, okay, is the community garden part of the Boys and Girls Club? Like, does she do that as well? Again, I think there's definitely some stuff left on the floor. Also, I I was thinking about this after the movie. He gives her either all or most of the money that they steal from Fenway Park that his, his of his take yeah. that he gets um gives it to her and says you'll do good with this and uh then he ends up in florida with a beard looking all like ben affleck with a beard grizzled reflective yeah but she uses the money to redo the boys and girls club and there's a big sign that says anonymous gift in honor of doris mccray and i was like um honey the FBI already knows that you were involved with him. Aren't they going to say who gave you the money to, like, why yeah. would you do something that exactly. fucking stupid? Like, oh, hey, it's interesting that the the Boys and Girls Club you volunteer at just had an anonymous donation of a lot of cash in the name of the dead mother of the bank robber we know you're in love with and just tried to catch. Yeah, and, and helped get away. And so can we just ask you some questions about that? Yeah, it was not a smart move because... Yeah. Because, um... I mean, by the ice rink, but, like, don't put a sign up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. John Hamm made it very clear to her when he turned to her and he's like, we are nationwide. Like, yeah. we... Basically saying, we will catch him. Yeah. Um, and also very angry with her for tipping off Ben mm-hmm. Affleck that, that the cops were at her house. And so... To me, I would be very careful because I would assume the FBI was watching me. Right. And I wouldn't put up a big sign that says, my boyfriend gave me a whole bunch of money to fix yeah. this thing up. It's... Like, I thought that was a dumb... That was just me being no, no, anal retentive. Like, I was you. like, that's stupid. No, I'm with you. I- I'm with you. I mean, you. it's sweet. I get is, the yeah. sweetness. You're supposed to yes. see it and go, oh, mm-hmm. but I saw it and thought... You're a dumb fuck. Yeah. I was like, that's a risky, risky move, lady. They're probably going to come for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But it's nice that you did that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, though. But yeah, overall, though, I think a really fun cast, a really fun movie, um, some great action. Some... And it's not SWAT. It's not SWAT. Well, you're either SWAT or you're not. You're either, you're either SWAT. SWAT or you're not. It's, that was so good. Yeah. 
You swat or you're not? You swat or you're not. That's what they say. Uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah, no, I'm I'm I think it was a good I mean, I love I love Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't help it, man. I, know. I love him and I love Matt Damon. I think it's very interesting that they went in opposite directions, basically. I think yeah. Matt was like, I'm just gonna act. Yeah. I'm gonna get but married. Affleck clearly be wanted a to do more like writing man. and directing. I'm yeah. gonna be a family man, I'm gonna marry, I'm gonna settle down. I'm going to be just this guy. I'm going to act and, and do this. And mm-hmm. Affleck's like, I'm going to carouse and my personal life's going to be a disaster, but I'm going to, you know. But be, I'm going to give the world Geely. But, so. I'm, but I'm going to be this badass writer, director, actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's yeah. that's how friendships go. Exactly. Um, and, and it's been exciting to see them move forward from goodwill hunting which is one of my favorite movies and still a great movie with so many great performances oh my god great movie that movie just fucking kills me and it also is proof to me this stuff like the town and argo and i and you know when i see it um his other films gone baby gone, gone. Baby gone mm-hmm. are proof that you know everybody was like oh matt damon wrote google hunting and just put ben affleck's name on it and you're like ah, no he didn't no, like yeah. clearly you have two very smart men who work together yeah and i and i like that i think that's yeah. good i also uh i was thinking about this while i was watching the town again today because i hadn't seen it in a few years and i just really like a good solid crime drama and heist movie this I wouldn't call this a crime drama. You can call it a heist movie, yeah. but it's not a or a heist drama. But there yeah. was no, there was no like, I guess when you say crime drama to me, mm-hmm. there's mystery in it. Oh, so for you, crime drama an element of that is like a a who done it kind of, or Interesting. maybe some. So would you would you consider The Godfather a crime drama? Oh, I guess it is. There you go. Well, okay. Maybe maybe like one's a subset, you know, like yeah. it doesn't have to be exclusionary. It doesn't but. have to be. Yeah, no, you're right. It's kind of like scotch and bourbon or whiskey. Yeah, like or heat. You know, it makes me think of heat too. Yeah. Which is great. And it, it also made me think I of I guess see I'm thinking of like The Departed. Like The Departed is one of those where you're like that that yeah. you're like, "Wait, who's who's bad? Who's good? Sure, What's yeah. happening? Uh-huh. What's going on? Oh my god." Which I just rewatched the other day and it's still Without so me. good. Oh, I so love that fucking, movie. I'll, do you think I will not rewatch it again? It's so good. I'll rewatch it again. It's so good. What can I use you for? Anyway, uh no, but <laughs> I I love the town because it also made me remember this uh this Dane Cook joke from like 20 years ago about oh, uh, it was like one of his first Comedy Central specials and he was just like really, really weird before he broke out. And he had a thing about how every guy wants to be in a heist, like in like, you know, every guy wants to be running through the downtown streets, just like firing gun, like, where's the van? Like, and I yep. was like, yeah, yeah. Any guy here would rather be part of a heist. You know, every time you watch the movie Heat, you're like, I want to do that. You just want to be running down Main Street with an AK-47. Where's the van? The van was supposed to be here! We want that guy on the computer who's like, give me a minute, I just need one more minute. Dude, I need one more minute to hack into the mainframe. I'm in Friendster, they rerouted me into Friendster. I need a minute. Where's the fucking van? There's always that guy on the team, too. He was a last-minute replacement. He's not one of the original gang, but one of the other guys vouches for him. No, no, dude, trust me. This guy's cool. He's solid, and he's cool. 
but he's not cool, is he? He doesn't really say anything ever, right? He just stands there, looks cool, and then at one point he might be like, let's kill these bitches. I wanna be a part of a heist, and I wanna get shot right here in the back of my leg. <laughs> oh, shit! It stings, but it still makes me feel kinda cool. And I just, I keep looking at the blood going, no, 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 no! Bleeding from the leg. Where's the van? And so just, I love a good heist movie. I love a good crime drama. I just, and this feels like a throwback in a lot of ways. Like if this were from an earlier era, the credits would say like, and guest starring Chris Cooper or special appearance by. Because mm -hmm. you have like that one scene wonder from like an older guy that they were like, we need you for a day. We're yeah. going to pay you some money. Um, it just has kind of a, an old school feel to it in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Mm -hmm. And like just a really solid Cops and Robbers movie. It was filmed that way too. I noticed mm -hmm. the grain yeah. In the film, I liked that. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, it was not one of those like super super sharp, clear no. pictures. It was, no, it was not. It was. It definitely had some grit to it. It had some grit, some gr some grain mm -hmm. to it. I like. So, I like me some grit and grain. Yeah. So uh, I definitely think I'm the a photographer in me. Yeah. <laughs> Cinematographer was Robert Ellswood, if I remember right. That bastard. That bastard. He knows what he did. He knows. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, uh, are you glad ultimately that you saw it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not like I'm. Yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. It was a more positive than negative experience. Oh, for sure. That's good. That's what's that's. I know that's what you and I'm mostly shooting for here. Like, absolutely. You know, if the other person doesn't love the movie, we still hope it wasn't like a two hour ordeal. Right. You know, which I didn't we don't want have it to, be. to. We don't have to like you know talk shit on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm glad I saw it. I am very proud of you, Blake Lively. You've done well for yourself, my dear. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, good heavens. Yeah, she snagged herself a winner. Good heavens. Let's reflect. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I think we... I've got spring break coming up this week, so we will definitely have an episode next mm -hmm. week, um, yeah. which I'm excited about, because I'm going to show you a movie that's going to make your head explode. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So what's your hell yeah? My hell yeah for the week is, uh, appropriately, another Cops and Robbers story that I just experienced. But it's not a movie. What is it? A book. <laughs> That's right. Uh, a boy likes to read. I do. Uh, actually, this is an audiobook I listened to, The Force. Is it by... still reading if you listen to it? Is it still listening if you read it? No, you're not listening. I know. I didn't, that didn't make sense. Um, <laughs> I mean, I kind of... What else do you call it, though? I mean, it's still a book. I don't know. Yeah. Uh the Force by Don Winslow, uh, who's a, a novelist who's written The Power of the Dog and um, The Cartel, things like that. So uh, it's a really good cops and robbers story about some cr a crooked cop and a crooked cop unit in uh, North Manhattan and like the like various shady deals they're into and the drugs and all the corrupt politicians and like all it's all these like twists and turns and betrayals and the mafia's in on it and like City Hall gets involved. It's a really, really cool story. And I also really like the audio version because it was read by Dion Graham, uh, an actor you may know as State's Attorney Rupert Bond from The Wire, and also the narrator of The First 48, who brings so much gravitas to the goofiest gang names Crazy ever. Crazy-ass Latinos. That was the first one that really caught my eye. He's like, 
Officer Johnson has to go find somebody who knows someone in the crazy ass Latinos. And I'm like, listen, Fantastic. name your gang what you're going to name it. That's fine. Do your thing. But you have this narrator now has to like read it straight. And reading a gang name or a gang nickname straight is the funniest thing. Yes. So Tom Segura's got a whole bit about this too uh, on First 48. So that show has the best moment in television. It's the most dramatic thing you could ever see because it's real life, and that is the interrogation. The interrogation is amazing because here's the thing about drama. If you want to have a great dramatic moment, raise the stakes. Guess what? There's no higher stakes than somebody being questioned about taking somebody else's life. It's inherently compelling television. It is also super serious. But the detectives insist on using the suspect's street name so the whole thing turns into a fucking cartoon. Like, they're literally like, your life is on the line. We need to talk to you. Why don't you have a seat? Uh, little stank, why don't you sit down for a second? <laughs> did you or did you not know Dookie Shoes? <laughs> I don't know no Dookie Shoes. <laughs> I got a picture of you hanging out with Dookie Shoes. I mean, I've seen them. <laughs> I don't know. So, The Force by Don Winslow. That's my hell yeah. All right, right on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two. One is that I'm on spring break, motherfucking spring break. Yep. I will be hitting up Daytona. Um, what? Going to Padre. What? Yeah. Going to Destin. What? I'm heading out to Cabo. What's going on? Um, I Please go on YouTube and find the hilarious um, SNL SNL bit where they got all the women in the cast together to do a girls heading out on spring break thing where they like only packed drugs and <laughs> stuff like it's fucking hilarious. Is it uh, recent? Uh, I'll find it and I'll find it and post That's it funny, on yeah. Instagram I'll, yeah, uh, or something. But it is hilarious. And so, no, I'm not doing anything, but I'll probably clean the house. I don't know. I'm. This is what a 42-year-old does right. on spring break from college. Takes a good nap. Yeah. I just, does MTV still do spring break? I just nap all the time. Remember I don't that? know. We don't get MTV. I know. But remember watching that as a kid? Yep. Like MTV spring break? Yep. Like MTV spring break. Dancing. TRL spring break. TRL spring break. Jeez. Blowing up. Um, and my second... My second, hell yeah. I, it just happened. It was very random, and, and it was kind of one of those little, like, um, oh, my goodness, the cats are having fits. Um, those random little, like, kind of twinkles that you need um, during the day. I had two different – I saw – okay, how do I say this? I'm trying to figure out. I had one client send me a photograph of one of my um, pictures framed, like huge, framed in their house. Um, and it looked so beautiful. And it was a present that he had given his wife who, well, <laughs> it was a present. His wife uh, was really good about explaining what she wanted. She was like, you know what would look really good up there? That picture of Cadillac Ranch um, by Tracy Carlson. And then he'd be like, okay. And, she, and then she would be talking and she be like i think once we get that picture um and he's like okay and so (laughs) for christmas that was what he got her uh which i thought was adorable and then i happened to be uh perusing instagram and i saw that uh one of my favorite stores and favorite people and favorite apartments ever in brooklyn um people of tomorrow uh with two instead of 
T-O, so it's tomorrow. Anyway, um, she posted a picture of their bedroom, and they have one of my photographs hanging big over their bed, which just tickled me to no end. And so I love seeing my work in other people's not other people's. I mean, I love seeing my work in my house. It's fine, whatever. It's my work. Who cares? But seeing it um, in somebody else's home or business, you know, showing me that they like getting to see that somebody like likes my work and they want to look at it every day. That's like, super gratifying. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Especially when it's people that I really admire. I'm like, oh my. Um, so that was my hell yeah. Was those that. are good ones. Nice. Yeah, I kind of stumbled through them, but... No, I got it. Those are good. Those are good hell yes. That's how I feel sometimes. I'm with you. It's okay. Yeah, next week is going to be full of Shazam. Glamour. Pizzazz. Glitz. Glitter. It's not glitter. It's not the movie Glitter. The Mariah Carey movie Glitter? Yeah, it's not. I haven't seen it. It's not. Have you seen it? No. Be honest. No, I haven't. Okay. Have I? No, I haven't. And we're not watching it. Oh, uh, bummer. Um, but it's going to be... Uh... Have you seen Britney Spears' Crossroads? No. Me either. Okay, good. Uh, if you have seen this movie, this particular movie that we're going to watch next week, you're going to be like, yeah, hell yeah. And if you haven't, you might be like, holy what? Um, which is what I'm going for. Here we go. Um If you are interested in reviews of this podcast, um, Travis Lemons, L-E-A-M-O-N-S, writes great ones on um, his Facebook page. I highly recommend you check him out because he also, he is a very well-respected film critic and um, he gives his own opinions on the movies as well, which is very cool. And uh, we would love to hear your reviews um at not seen this pod um on apple if you could leave us a review and some stars that would be super yep thank you thanks Um, in advance and if you want to get in touch with us we're at not seen this pod at gmail.com we're also at not seen this pod on facebook twitter and instagram yeah and and daniel will check the email i will i promise did you i gotta reset the password so you okay you know what i thought i didn't but i I mean i thought i did but i didn't he's a dork I'll get it. He's just a big dumb animal. So, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's me. All right. Well, then we are calling it a night. Yep. Thank you to the town for Mm -hmm. a good time, a good night out on the town. Hey, 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 there it is. All right. Oh, God. (laughs) Whatever. Happy spring break. Bye, everybody. Bye.